Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another one is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. Mate, a great weekend. It was a absolutely stunning weekend, wasn't it? It was... It was. I was going to say a long weekend, but it wasn't. It was the quickest Bathurst 1000 in history. There you go, mate. Six it was hours, clean, one minute, yeah. 43 seconds, I believe. It's it's a, a pretty quick way to do 1,000 kilometers, isn't it? Yeah, there was a 166 point something kilometers an hour was average speed. Um, 103 miles an hour was the average speed. That is ridiculously quick. Yeah, a few corners six, in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a, um, a quite a few slow corners on the track, <laughs> yeah. but the rest of it, a lot of it's flat out. So it was it was fantastic. Um, not only do we have the supercars, we had the super twos. We didn't do the predictions, predictions last week. So who's your predict? Who's your who's your pre- uh, who's your prediction for last weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, both go Dean Fiore. Fiore yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thinking not? he was going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not what I was going to pick, to be honest. No. Uh, that was an interesting race overall. There was a lot of push and shove. And yeah, pretty... Uh, for all the safety cars we didn't get in the main game, we made up for it in the Super 2s. Yeah, it was a pretty hectic 250-kilometer race. Um, gave us a few little, uh, well, obviously big offs and a few smaller ones. So, mm. um, yeah, a bit disappointing for, obviously, the BJR family because uh, they looked like they were going to come home with the, 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 the gold. It's one of those things, right? Because they're obviously the safety car at the end. Um, and they had the debris on the track and stuff, and yeah, they yep. obviously didn't clean it properly because I think two of them went off that final corner. Yeah, was... well, they they warned them about debris on the track, but they they just obviously wanted to get it to finish under under green, under green, and not. Well, not they, and then they car. pretty much had a time restricted anyway. I think it should have just been ended before that. Yeah, honestly. well, Macaulay Jones definitely thinks so. <laughs> it was it was a bit odd how they finished it too because they called uh, this is the last lap like two laps before they put the check it out mm. and like not to be too controversial here, but Macaulay went over the finish line, the lap that they said it was going to finish in the lead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, but they, then they put the white flag out and that was then the last lap. And then as he, as he come down the, obviously through the chase, he, uh, I thought to, there may be a bit of, um, Jacobson was involved. Like I thought he may have tapped him. Because yep. we didn't see that live on TV, and then you saw Jacobson, and he had a lot of damage on the front end. But he didn't impress me much this weekend during that Super 2 race. It was very push and shove. He was a... Um, Bit aggressive? Very, yeah, very aggressive this weekend, wasn't he? Extremely aggressive driver this weekend, the old uh, the old fellow. He, he, he's got the experience, and you'd think he'd be leading the way um, with you know, keeping it clean and understanding that it's a 250k race. He was always in the Conrad, I found. He was always like willing to push someone out of the way to get the position. but No penalties given to him, but no. still uh, very, very aggressive. He was a man on a mission, and he, he, he sure showed everyone He that. did have the pace. He was very quick. Brody Kaseki actually did a pretty good job in qualifying for that. I think he started second, and he sort of got... Unfortunate pits, pitch strategy for him. They didn't stop under the first safety car, and then they had to stop next, and everyone else obviously had stopped before, so then he went back, and I think he finished 10th or the back end of the top 10, and he couldn't recover, which yeah, is really a shame because I think he's doing really well. Like He's really come come well, of age. When he was at the front, he, he was doing a dominant uh, job of leading, leading the race and doing a really, really clean job out in front. It was a real shame to see him slowly um, go back with a bad strategy and whatnot. It you know, it's amazing to see how far he's come so quickly in the series. Mm. He is 
all of a sudden outshining his cousins. Yep. Um, so it will be interesting to see whether he makes a step up. Yeah, well, there's always Kurt talk of Labor's like, Kurt's going up. But you're like, at the moment, I think Brody should go up. I mean, well, the two other Kisteki brothers, how about that incident with them? Well, wasn't that an interesting what one? What was, well, it's not Brody, was it's it Jake? Jake. What was Jake thinking? Well, Jake seems to think that, uh, oh God, now I've got to remember who he was. Charter? No, Matt Charter. Yes, yeah. it was Charter. He, so he wanted to shoot up the inside. Charter was obviously looking a little bit defensive and also a little bit attack on Kurt, um, Jake's brother. And he, so Jake very much was adamant to the media that he would moved under brakes and I just... He swerved he, he and swerved. I had... I had to move around him to get out of the way and yada, yada, yada. I blocked up, took my brother out. It's all Charter's fault. And then you watch the replay and there's... He's not moving around at all the whole way down that straight. He gets a little bit of an overlap on Kurt, and you can see that's a, maybe a little bit defensive on Jake seeing him the signals like, hang on, you, you know, don't pass me here. Uh, or he maybe was thinking a pass on Kurt as well if Kurt uh, braked early or whatnot. But there was no moving around in the braking It's not a weave or anything like you sort of made it out. I don't know if it was just maybe he was a bit emotional, wasn't thinking right, because he did seem a bit upset he was very upset and he was a bit shaken up i'm i'm sure he, it was a big I- impact yeah he made oh and I, i'd say he also um felt a little embarrassed and whatnot and he'd taken out his brother he's going to get reamed by his team and he's obviously his parents so they're not going to be happy about the situation yeah, that's a big fixing bill. two cars yeah um so especially because kurtz was quite heavily damaged in oh the incident. yeah huge Extreme, impact yeah extremely heavily damaged so going to be a big bill there but you know, these things happen. I'm sure he went back and watched the video and he probably feels a little bit sorry about saying too much and probably learned a lesson, I reckon, from that. I think, he, you know, if he gets another incident where he's not 100% sure of, you know, where he stood in it. Just do the standard. I don't know. I haven't seen the replays yet. I just, you yeah, know. I feel bad for the team. You know, yeah. both of us are taken out. It's not what we wanted for the outcome for this race. You know, just hold don't your comment tongue. on the actual incident yet. Yeah, go out in the back of the trailer and then have a... Yeah. Do it inside cool the uh, team walls and, you know, discuss it. Surely it's... Um, it is a bit hard, it. though, because as soon as anything happens, you've got a TV camera right in your face going, what happened? I know, and it's it's good for us, but it's bad for the drivers. It's, it's happened multiple times over the weekend. Someone's devastated or someone's elated or someone thinks they're, uh, they're aggrieved because they've been punted and it's the other guy's fault. And then you look at the replays and you go, oh, hang on a second, maybe it wasn't. Mm. But... You know, that's racing. That's racing. There's always going to be two sets of opinions. His opinion was, you know, it was Charter's fault. Well, Charter would definitely probably say it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. No, um, Dean Fiore was very happy at the end of the race, though. He was static. He was like, yep, like like he led that thing from start to finish. He, uh, yeah, he was extremely happy. And Michael Caruso happy. was one of the first people to come down and actually congratulate him. The team were extremely happy, too. So good on the team and good on good on him for enjoying a good win. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, it's a points race this year as well, so that helps a little bit towards his championship. I'm not sure where he's sitting in the championship, but... I don't think it's right up there, but, you know, it still all helps. That's two races this year he's won now. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, all right. Well, quickly touched off the Super 2s. We'll jump into supercars because there's about six hours of racing yeah. to talk about. Yeah, there are only four days of it this year. Four days. <laughs> or, it was great. Most years now, but... Obviously, yeah. the first couple of days was very wet. Yeah, so we didn't get much from practice one, two, three. No, I don't even think... Um, Jamie didn't even hit the track on Thursday. So... So the Red Bull car number one had done, I think it was 18 laps 
in four practices. Yeah, but they said there's nothing practices. to learn. Exactly. All you're doing is risking you know, the both car. their drivers have done well hundreds and hundreds of laps around Bathurst. Both of them have won Bathurst, so they didn't need to risk the car. Yeah, there was no need to go out there and collect data, which we weren't going to really use in the race. We had a few little scares with rain, but never really eventuated. So they didn't need to collect data for this year's track on the race. They, the forecasts for the weekend were going to be dry Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I think we had a bit of rain Saturday, but you know, they really didn't want to risk take the risk. You know, risk versus reward was not not a good thing to mm. do. Well, the Fords were quick in the wet. They were. The Tickford cars were very quick. I think on the, the Friday, Ford topped every practice session. Um. Well, yeah. They Friday or Thursday. I can't remember. Thur- Thursday, I think, it was yeah. Um. So Stanaway, I think, ended up topping practice three. Yeah. And he was second in practice one, I think. I can't remember where he was in practice two. So their cars obviously are hooked up pretty well in the wet. They must. I, I watched an interview with him actually before. One he said of their the wet pace was worrying. <laughs> yeah, well, he said we can we use the tire too hard in the dry. He said we the car is very aggressive on the tire, and it's one of our the problems that they have from the car. Um, where in the wet, you know, the the cooling factor of the the rain, and we do run quite a hard compound wet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tends to suit the suit the car a bit better. So it, it they hadn't even really tuned it up at all he said for the wet but they were going well they were the standout car out there yeah they were um qualifying was on the friday this weekend yep had a was it 20 minutes half an hour qualifying session yeah it was a longer session i think this weekend it was a pretty good session yeah i didn't get to catch any of that because i was in transit because it was happening right at work time yeah leaving work time yes and i was like to my brother I'm gonna gonna sit here at work and watch this on my phone. He's like, We are not sitting here for another twenty minutes. <laughs> Let's go home. I, I think qualifying at Bathurst is it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. Honestly, it doesn't really wor- worry me if my favourite driver doesn't get pole on, on, on Friday. Um obviously you have a top ten shootout Saturday, but even if you're say you just wanna be in sort of the top twenty, top fifteen. In that look at bloody oh, I guess yeah, top twenty because Oh look, you can Pi, come Pi from qualified sixteenth. You can come from last, and it's the type of race where it's a little bit forgiving on qualifying pace. You know, you, you a thousand kilometers would do that. You can. You've laps. got so many variables to, you know, things going wrong or, or whatnot, and the teams that you're versing, and, and the safety car at the right time, and all of a sudden you go from zero to hero sort of mm-hmm. thing, or all the other way around. You know, and it, we've seen it happen over multiple years. So. But it is always good to watch that shootout. I always enjoy the shootout. It's the shootout is probably thing. the best thing of Bathurst right behind the race. Yeah, I agree. It's it's the bit you, you can't miss it. No. So we watched the shootout here. Yeah, we, we, we I obviously come around to Michael's house. We've got the big projector there. So and watched the shootout. And uh, it, yeah. How good was Anton during the shootout? Amazing, amazing. Honestly, if he didn't... Anton did a... A lap, I think he was out-qualified by two, two just under ten. two tenths, yeah. I think. And he messed up the final sector, or the final corner. Yeah, final corner, coming under the straight, used a little bit too much curve, got over the curve a little bit, spat up a bit of dust, so he didn't probably didn't get the best drive off that corner. I honestly think he could have pulled it if he didn't make that tiniest little mistake. But nothing against him, that was a That was an epic lap. lap. If I think if he got pole, it would have been the first time since 96 that two rookies have got pole position. Standout effort by both of them. Done a great and job. And the two rookies was 
um, Lounsey and Murphy. There you go, yeah. So, 96. Even though Lowndes did debut at Bathurst in 94, I think it was in his rookie season. I think, well, yeah, actually, how do you go? How's he a rookie then? I guess it's his Rookies main maiden, game. Maiden, yeah, it was his, whatever. I don't know. Drive, That's what they yeah. were saying. Yeah, because uh, Murphy, was he, he was coming in to help. It was an yeah. interesting little dynamic they had there because no one, everyone wrote them off. So it was, it was pretty interesting to see that. But um, Davey managed to get pole by Just. nine milliseconds. I know. Over How Jamie. crazy was that? A whole lap. We've got a two minute plus lap. Yeah. And they're, they're literally the two top they're guys are split up by, by point the, zero by zero nothing. nine. <laughs> yeah. By absolutely nothing. So. Um, something else that was taken away from the top 10 shootout was the reception Lowndes got. Yeah. Yep. And even though his lap was sort of mediocre average. compared to, you know, the guys doing the top 10 sort of pole and second um, times, I think he was about half a second nearly off. Yeah. I think he qualified like ninth. Yeah. But. Everyone just up on their feet. Everyone cheering. It was fantastic to see. They're sending him off. It, Bathurst really sent Lounsey off in style this year. It was fantastic. It was everyone was behind. We'll it. touch on that a bit later. But yes, he was. Oh, guys, you guys know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a a big, big weekend for Lowndes. Um. All right. Well, we've sort of topped off the top ten shootout. We'll jump into the race. Starting off with the race, one Tanders start. Was absolutely amazing. It was a very, uh, I said it on the day. It reminded me of Alonso in Singapore yeah. a couple of years ago. He just everyone Around wanted to stack up on the inside and get you know too wide. Obviously into the first corner, and he said, "Well, I'll just keep going around the outside. <laughs> Hopefully, no one punts me off the corner." And everyone was pretty well behaved. Did he make? I've made up like four positions or something of the start. Uh, maybe more. I think he ended up in fifth or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. He, it was a cracking start. It absolutely was fantastic. Cracking. Um, and then James Courtney decided to almost ruin Lounsey's race right yeah. at the start. Yeah, Courtney, um, I, I'm not sure what was going on with Courtney for the first 20 laps. he was blocking something chronic. When you're 20 laps in, like we were saying to, we were saying here, you know, why is he blocking so much on lap four of 161? Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bit mind-boggling because it, it was slowing him down. He was going off the racing line all over the place. He really probably should have tucked in behind Lowndes, used Lowndes as a... a like an a, air blocker. A, yeah, just, or just a vacuum machine down Conrod. Yeah, save how a bit good of fuel was the bloody like side draft on those cars this weekend? Oh, it's amazing, isn't it, watching a side draft? You know, you watch them strategically try and pull off to the other side of the track. Yeah, like even as soon as you get past like, boom, real yeah. far out. Yeah, so, but, you know, use it strategically well for him, but it, it, he, he didn't. I don't know if the, what was going on there. Maybe he, knew he was aggressively was blocking... And it's not something you'd think from Courtney. I, I, I know he's an aggressive racer and he, he never gives anything away. Lance does neither. But it, it was odd to see how much he was he was blocking that early in a race. Yeah. It was only hindering his own race. No, and I think he got past about lap. Oh, I can't remember. It was but under 20, but it was probably in the teens. It was somewhere. too late. Like, yeah. he should have. Like By that stage, I was like, oh, he's fallen back a fair bit. Yeah. Well, you, you when you're stuffed up the back of someone, there is... Obviously, you're saving fuel, so you can get a bit further out of a stint. You're not using as much, mm. but you're using tires more. You're using brakes more. When you go for the lunge, you're obviously using more of everything. So you're going more revs, more brakes, more tires. So it's putting more these, stress under everything, really. Yeah, you, yeah, and engine temps are going up. You know, you don't want that. So 
all of these things. It wasn't overly hot over in Bathurst this weekend. It was pretty cold, Bathurst. But still, it it does use a lot of everything. Mm. Driver fatigue, that early in a race too. I was just completely off topic, but just reminded me of like, it's daylight savings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want to just quickly plug everyone the story of what happened? So we had a pretty big Bathurst We did have a big day. Bathurst. We did say to everyone, like JD said, he was going to do Facebook Lives, but he didn't. Well, we were going to, but we, were, we but didn't. We didn't. It was, we got a little festive. Um, so we had you coming around. Um, you ran on the sun Saturday to help us set up. We had the smoker around here. Yep, we had Pretty much gazebos and got yeah, all the meat all ready, gone. all prepped. Everything was great. You told me get up at six, start the fire. I'll be here at six thirty. That's what you told me. Yep, that is correct. I'll lock it in, Eddie. Um, you stayed around. You and your wife come around, and your son come around for dinner as well. And that was that ended about like no oh, ten, 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 ten thirty, around right about yeah. there. So we had a few few beverages throughout the day. Make sure, set my alarm, 6 o'clock, go to sleep. Alarm goes off. See, this is my story. When I have to wake up so early on like a Sunday or just something that's not, you know, normal. it's not, not a normal day. If it was a normal day, I would just kept sleeping. I wasn't going to get up at 6. But my body was set. have to wake up when this alarm gets off because if you don't put this barbecue on, you ruin the day for everyone. The whole day is ruined. Like, if I put this barbecue on at 7 o'clock, there's no point because we're so far behind. We did pull pork. It took about 10 Nine hours. Nine and a half hours yeah. in, the smo- slo- yeah. in the smoker. Got up. Started the barbecue. Looked at the time. Yep, 6 o'clock. No worries. Then, you know, it was bloody dark, by the way. Bloody dark. Should have clicked on for that, the first thing. Look at the time. Look at 6.30. JD's still not here. Oh, well, look, I'll do some dishes, you know, kill some time. Had a coffee. Looked at my phone. 7 o'clock. I'm like, JD's just either slept in here. What's, what's going on? I'm like, oh, the barbecue's been on now for an hour, uh, you know, half an hour. All the coals and stuff are ready. I, I might as well put the meat in. You know, I'm not an idiot. I know how to do this. Put the ribs in. Put the, the pork in. Got that ready. Then I grabbed my work phone and looked at it and said six o'clock. Now I didn't even click that it was daylight savings. I've gone, my work phone's wrong. Better <laughs> change that time to seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then I was like, hang on, better ask Google. Got my Google home to tell me the time. It's like, it is six o'clock in Darwin. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Daylight savings, isn't it? So I changed bet, my time back. I bet my name was Mud to begin with. He said he'd be a six. Oh mate, I was here. like, what the hell? Yeah, well, at least I've got like... up. Good thing I didn't wait for him to put the meat on. <laughs> well, I turn, I turn up, and it, I was a little bit late. I think I was about twenty, yeah, about 20 to 20 seven. To seven no, I was about five ten minutes late. Anyway, I turn up, but I'm going. Oh, look at it. He's, he's put the the whole barbecue's done. Like it's put together. I'm like, oh, is the you know, have have you put the meat on trays and stuff so we can put it on? He's like, it's in the barbecue, mate. It's all done. <laughs> I'm going, man, he's bloody committed this bloke. Good on him. He's been up. He probably got up earlier than I thought. It, you know, he's probably up at 5.30 or something. <laughs> and he's like, ha, 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 story for you. I'm like, oh, okay. And then that's when it all come out. Daylight savings. Daylight savings. Screwed us over. And it wasn't really until then I was like, because the, turn the TV on. So I got to watch all the warm-ups and the, the 86 race with old mate that went off the track and decided to pull in front of someone and absolutely ruined two races. 
Oh, yeah. It's a couple of cars written off now. Too, uh, I've got to see the touring cars, got to see the warm-ups, and then they're all talking about daylight savings. I was like, oh, don't talk to me about daylight savings. <laughs> Stupid yes. daylight savings. What a day to We should just in. abandon it. You know Europe's getting rid of daylight savings? Are they really? Yep. I think next year they've all got to decide, are you going to be like one or, you know, you're going to have pro a or pro con. or con. Yeah, yeah basically you're going to be net. plus one hour or minus one hour and then you can't change it. Anyway, well, let's go back in there. Long story short, I got screwed over by daylight savings because my phone update didn't change it to South Australian time, not Which Northern ten, Territory it time. It worked out perfect, to be honest. We we pulled the meat out and it rested long enough. Yeah, I, I'm finished. glad that we didn't put it on an hour later. Yeah, when the race finished, it was all good to go. Mm. See? Blessing in disguise. Anyway, back to the race. After oh. Courtney decided to ruin a few races, Anton... Did a pretty good start, really. Got yeah. up into second. Yeah. Um, they pitted, decided to change driver, get him out, because, you know, most of the main game drivers did the first stint. Yep, it was it was another one of those bathers. So Obviously, they run so much fuel. It was really cool seeing them all saving fuel and them talking about them saving fuel getting to the grid. I don't oh, know if they've yeah. ever covered that before. Because we were watching that, and um, Andrew, was it Andrew Jones? Yeah, Andrew Jones. Yeah, you were in there, and it's like, is that an open-faced helmet? Are they allowed open face helmets driving? Because he's got the microphone one. I'm like, yeah. maybe it's like a, a motorcycle helmet with yeah, a really from the low angle. cut. Yeah. yeah, from the angle. But then we yeah. noticed, no, no, it was open face, but he said he got to, you know, he was uh, given the opportunity to, to drive it. And he was showing, telling everyone about how, yeah, he's saving fuel. You're trotting around in fourth. Uh, yeah, they pretty much like turn him off down. Yeah. like. Well, I heard Reynolds' car was off. Mm. Engine was completely not on, just silent, rolling down Conrod Straight. That was really cool to see. And that's all just to save literally like two and a half You're not allowed to refuel on the grid, eh? No fueling no. on the grid. has to be done in the pit, in, off your pit boom. Um, so that was really cool to see. I'm, I'm glad they did, showed that. And it was a, another interesting fact that we all take for granted. You know, they just get out there and they're, they're full. But they're, Yeah, they're tell you what, when I do my little iRacing stuff, I ain't saving fuel when I do my warm-up lap. <laughs> no, no, no. True. Me neither. Um, I'm not some... good enough to put my fuel... To a perfect amount that I run out. If I've I go run out lap. once, uh, final lap, and then just coasted downhill. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when Will Brown took over on the card with the ninety nine car, yeah, you man. picked up that the door they were pass- they were messing around with the passenger side door, and they put this tiny, probably five centimeters by twenty centimeter length tape. Yeah. Yep, stick that to the door. That's enough, and you've called it. You've gone. That is not enough tape to hold a door. Yeah, well, it it, it kind of blew me away to begin with because I didn't realize what the problem was. I said, oh, maybe he's complained about the, something happening with the door. And it wasn't until he exited the pits. And I'm going, why did they only put that much on the door? Like, if you're going to tape a door, you tape a door. Like, yeah, yeah, like, do you, it properly. You, you do it so it won't open. Anyway, I'm going, oh, I don't know what's happening here. Interesting. We'll see what happens. And then they cut to his in-car and you can see the door swinging door way swing open. Out. I just think it was a silly decision not to bust out. Like, if you're going, the door's moving, let's get the tape. Was oh, it the apprentice right. that accidentally gave him the little piece? Well, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know whether he just told back. them in the pit stop and they just had the small tape, like, ready and they on hand. They buy it in sheets. Yeah, but, like, whether they had that that stuff ready in hand, they would probably don't keep the other bit ready, like, right there mm. on the on the pit boom sort of thing. Um, I don't, I don't know why it was happened. Either way, it they got a mechanical black flag. Yeah, to be honest, it probably cost them the podium. Yeah. Um, 
and then, then this is what Bathurst. In the race. Well, this is what Bathurst is about too. See these these one two percenters the whole way through the race. You don't you're not going to win the race by getting them right, but you will lose the race. So yeah. this this lost them the race. They had to have another pit stop. Then they obviously went and hit the wall. Had uh, you know, yeah yeah, but they'd lost that race, race before that. But their race was already gone before that. Mm-hmm. They were in a good shot for a podium. Yep, very fast car. Both drivers doing a pretty good job. Mm. But I thought, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I was a little bit like, oh, you know. I was very impressed with how Will Brown's done this um, enduro season so far. I think he's doing a lot better than he did last year. I think he's really upping his game. Will Brown? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Will Brown didn't do enduro last year. What did he do last year? Was he was it just, just in, in Super 2s. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you get that. Um. What else? What else, mate? What else? We've got, we're up to about lap. 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, th- there was a whole bunch of, um, obviously, we had Courtney's car, its engine uh, perspired, going up Mountain Straight. And then, um, yeah, I think that's why Jack Perkins was driving it. Yeah, he was. And he got out and... Had a look and he was like, she's buggered. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was an interesting thing to see, wasn't it? Because I'm like, what's he doing? Because he got out of the car, walks around, pops a bonnet pins. <laughs> I'm like, I guess his dad's an engine builder. Maybe he thinks he can just, ah, oh, a, oh, a couple of leads dropped off. Yeah, Get a bit of an oil lead. <laughs> Underneath there with the tools. Yeah. Oh, hang on a second. It's brought out. Well, back in the day, they'd have little tool kits and stuff in the car still. In mm. these cars, they're completely empty. Yeah, you know, yeah. No foreign things in there. Apart, oh, from, no, the apart stick, from a squeegee. Squeegee on a stick. <laughs> Didn't need that this year. <laughs> Didn't need it this year. And I, I think they banned it and actually changed the rules. You're not allowed to have in the, in the cab anymore. Oh, really? It's Even though it was well secured with big rare earth magnets. It's true. Yep. They, so they, they got Tim a Edwards bit winched. Um, more pushy this year on their belts as well. Mm. So that they couldn't have anything helping them at all. Nothing to aid the belts. No lackey bands, no rare earth magnets sewn into them, nothing. It had to be just don't pure standard off shelf belts. They don't, they don't have them spring loaded to the roof? No, not anymore. Oh, so. That's a good idea. I was surprised that the side window net is really small now. Sometimes it doesn't even look like it's up. So the triple eight still run a full window net, but the a lot of the other cars in the field do not. They run a little triangular net, and it doesn't I, look like it's going to stop anything. Is it to stop something coming in the car? Or is it to stop your arm from flying out? Look, I always seen it as more to stop your arm coming out of the window because those are only perspex windows that will not perspex, but Lexan or whatever the stuff is that they use, and it's designed to stay in there. Yeah, sure, but you have a crash. You can watch them when they, it comes, like someone hits the door and it, it'll pop out at the top and they come in for a pit stop and one guy grabs the window and pulls it straight out. Yeah. So you think in a big crash, it's probably not hard. I know they sit a lot further inboard these yeah, days. Yeah, so they're, it's probably they're more towards the center of the car than you It's probably think. hard for your arm to actually make it completely out the window, but I just I feel like the, the little triangular nets are a little worrying. Yeah, they just look too small. Well... Um, well, we, we went a long way with no did, safety cars. We, oh, we got a safety car fairly early. Well, with James Courtney's car decided to pack it in about lap 30, 40 ish. Yeah. Um, then we went a bit longer without a safety car. And then we had young Dar- um, Darwin Knight, Bryce Fullwood, back it into the... Wasn't he, like, towards the end? Didn't we have another safety uh, car before that? I think that? he was mid-race. Because we've had... We, okay, uh, before, after James Courtney, 
where the two ProDrive cars or Tickford cars come together. Yep. But there was um, no safety car. That was no safety car. No, but That's that was... That's an interesting thing that we need to talk about because I think we have very differing views. Uh, yes yeah. and no. Yes, no. yes. You think it's David Russell's fault? No, I think it's definitely a combined fault. I think blaming one driver or the other 100% is, is wrong. I think... So we let's explain. Okay. You explain what happened with the two. So he's coming down Forest Elbow. Um, Chaz was one of the only main game drivers in the cars at the at that point in time. Yeah, where he had a lot of the co-drivers. So obviously he was going to be much faster. Yeah, and he was just working his way up the field. They were trying to get in field. a commanding spot, basically. Yeah. Yep. Coming down Forest Elbow, David Russell was in uh, Waters Cup, and he like went through Forest Elbow, but oh my god, did he leave the door open? Yeah, well, he was having understeer issues. I don't know if he missed the ma- like the brake marker or what he did. He was just offline completely, wasn't he? Mm. It was understeering. You could definitely like see why Mostert went for that posi- went for the thing. It yeah. almost looked like Russell look- let it, let him go. It looked like he deliberately left his turn in till really late, so he left a gap for another car. Yeah, then they. Is that when he then forced that? Like, because so, Mostert well, hit the wall. Yeah. So what happened was the, the the Waters car. We'll call it Waters car, so everyone knows what I'm talking about. The monster car. He 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 pushed out a little bit wide, but as they got to the apex, he he then cut back, back down. Mm. By that stage, uh, Mostert obviously thought the door had been open to let the team. You know, their teammates. He's letting me through here. So he jammed his nose down the inside, and then the Waters car turned in. And at that stage, Mostert tried to turn left more when there's a concrete wall there. Not not very far because he was already pretty much on it. And yeah, yep. he glanced the wall, which then turned him straight, straight out. Straight back into him, pushed and, out Waters' yeah. car. Waters, uh, then Russell pretty much got forced straight into the um, concrete, the wall, concrete on the wall on the other side and then yeah. busted the steering. Yeah, literally snapped the steering. Um, pretty lucky to not get it stuck in the gravel trap at the end of Conrod. He, he probably should have slowed down a little bit more. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, <laughs> he was going through that bit fairly quick for a he guy with a busted wheel. He was... So, you know, he's, uh, his steering wheel... I don't know what he was doing when he... When he went through the chase, I thought, hang on a second, what's this guy doing? He's got two wheels f- facing completely the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's cross-eyed as all hell. And he's come through there. It's still, like, well over 100 kilometers an hour. Smoke pouring off the tires. So, okay, let's let's back up to Forest Elbow. I'm on the impression that maybe, you know, yes, he sort of did, but he must have known he was there. Thinking back on it, Russell must have known Mostert was coming through. On the onboard footage, you can't obviously see the car, but you can't see in the mirrors. Yeah, of course not. You think the, that the you definitely think that he should have opened up the steering a little bit more, let him go. Well, my view is so. So a lot of people are blaming Chaz completely, and I understand it was Chaz. I say it's Chaz's fault. But the onus is on blame. you when you're trying to overtake someone yeah, to make yeah, sure it's clean. But you can't blame him completely. It looked like the door was open. It's an innocent mistake. The 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 hoo ha that went on with Waters afterwards is ridiculous. Um, but anyway, he, he said it, you know, Chaz has taken us out two years in a row. It's a bloody joke, blah, blah, blah. He was pretty quick to give out a serve. And if, I reckon was, if you had What about put, when he was in the, the inboard camera, when uh, he says to Russell's like, don't worry, mate, you know, fucking teammates taking us out again or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I didn't agree with it. I think 
Waters can be a bit of a spoiled brat sometimes. Hence this. He, you know, it's been a teammate. Probably should have been handled behind closed doors. Goes and sprays him on the on the first camera that comes to his face. Probably not the most professional thing to do. Anyway, the the, the crash shouldn't have happened. But my view is the door looked like it was open. It's natural for Chaz to go look. Oh, he's giving me the place. I'll turn in here. Mm-hmm. Russell should have known. Like David Russell should have known he was coming. He shouldn't have cut down to the apex after he'd missed the bloody corner by a mile. Yeah. Like he was going to be heaps slow going onto that straight. And then the the contact basically is secondary, you know. It's Chaz's fault, but the outcome is pretty bad and it's not good for the team. But yeah. Uh, well, I mean, one of those ones, it could have been... It's probably 70% Chaz's fault, you know. Still 30% Waters and Russell's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, the more you explain it, Mike, yeah, I do, I do agree with you, but I mean... Also, then Chaz could have seen how wide he was going out, going, you're going to have no drive off this corner. Yeah. Quite have easily sort of well, passed uh, yeah, him dead it, on the straight. It, it, they could have come out of the corner side by side. Chaz had, wasn't going to overshoot But it the did, corner. that turn in that Russell did is yeah. the main thing of it. But The contact on the wall, it, on the, uh, the first contact on the inside wall is what caused the issue. And that was all because Chaz got in there and the, the, the bit of track that he was going to drive into disappeared. Dis- yeah. Yeah, well, that pretty much put Waters out. Yeah, it was. It, I think they went three laps down after that fixing. They the fixed steering. it. They got it out. They did it really, really quickly. Yeah, good, good work by the team. You know, and then it's really unfortunate because like, you can imagine how like, angry the mechanics are being and stuff like that as well. It doesn't help with the drivers getting angry at each other and stuff like that. So mm. it was, it was nice to see them get back out there, focused and and, and continue on. All right. Next big thing, um, we went out and sprayed the ribs because they were ready, <laughs> and then Richo overshot into the pits. Yeah. Have you seen this footage? I have yet to see this footage. I saw a photo of him near the tire barrier on the grass just after the um, gravel trap. The dream was nearly over, wasn't it? Everyone was like, oh, Richo's binned it. I'm like, what has he done? I know. We come running inside going, oh, yeah, we're just tending all your food for all mm. these guests. A few of them maybe didn't RSVP. Anyway, we will we'll leave them <laughs> like, alone. <laughs> like seven out of 12 people didn't RSVP. <laughs> anyway, we, 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 we were outside doing the right thing, feeding everybody, and all of a sudden, one of the most crucial parts of the race <laughs> happens. So anyway, we, we come back in and everyone explained it to us. Still, I have not seen the footage no. of it either. It's really hard to sit down and watch another six and a half hours yeah. of Bathurst when, when you've got work on. and stuff. Yeah, I know, right? And then I went to bed that night and then I was like, oh, Foxtel's replaying Bathurst. And I swear, <laughs> you do a lap and then it does a quick fade and it's like lap 111. And then all of a sudden it's like lap 121. You're like, come on, guys, we just missed 10 laps here. Yeah. Go to an ad break, come back. Oh, it's lap 140. You're like... This is how you manage to squeeze a six-hour race into a three-hour time slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 either way. Obviously, I think he was did very lucky because he managed apparently, allegedly. This is what I've been told. Allegedly, <laughs> he managed to get it into reverse, backed it up without having to do another lap because it would have been so bad if he missed that and then had to go on the straight and had to do a whole lap again. And Lowndes had no idea about it because he was in the pits. He saw the scene. He was like on the footage. He's like, "Yep, all right." So. It's you know, Mostert, Bamba, then Richo, and then he's in the pits waiting as there's Richo's Mostert and Bamba goes past. He's like, oh, he must be coming shortly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where's me ride? <laughs> Start putting out a thumb for another car. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so I guess in the end, a bit storming a teacup in that one. 
Yeah, he was lucky that it didn't cost him. Yeah. Really, that's all it was. You know, it's it's a long race. There's safety cars that bring you back into contention. If you're a few seconds or five, ten seconds behind, that doesn't really matter too much until you get to the last 20. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I love what Scafie says, and I think it's one of the best ways to look at Bathurst. Your first 140 laps, or I can't you're remember. You're buying a ticket it. to the show. Yeah, he's like, you're just buying a ticket to ride. Like, you literally, all you're doing is making sure you've got a straight car, you're in the top five or ten, you know, preferably top three, but you know, somewhere in the vicinity of, of being able to make a challenge for the lead. Yep. You know, the last forty laps is got your main game driver back in. All these things. It's really what what it comes down to. Yeah, it's it 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 pretty much is. That that is that sums up Bathurst. Yep. You you know, like we were saying before, you can you can lose the race at the start of the race. You can't win it. No. No, you definitely can't. But after that, I'm pretty sure Dumbrell got in a one hell of an exciting start-finish line incident, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, picked a fine time to leave me, loose wheel. Yeah, <laughs> that thing took off. Yeah, well, look, we're in, they got a big fine for this. They got a $5,000 fine and 30, and 30 championship, championship points. Yeah, They're still leading the team championship by like 570 points. Yeah, so honestly... Sorry, Roland, you probably never listened to us or Maybe ever find is. out I said this. But I honestly think it probably should have been slightly more. The it was very dangerous. Been, if they had gone over the fence into the crowd, I've talked to other people about this and they disagree with me, other big racing fans. But, you know, feel free to write in and tell me I'm a dickhead and, and don't know what I'm talking about. But if you did that and it, it, it injured someone, an official, flaggy, even you know, go over the catch fence and get into the spectators, it, that wheel was hooking. And I don't think it really matters how fast the wheel is and that no one got hurt. It's the Those fact wheels that are heavy. it can happen. Yeah. And the fact that it just sort of like, you saw the nut, the like the, yeah, it's a nut, basically. Yeah, it's a nut. It yeah. just fell off the car at the start-finish line and then the wheel just went, boom, big camber, smoke everywhere and just rolled off. Yeah, so they've, they've, they've got... Straight down, straight down that... First road, straight into the tyre barrier. Where it happened was probably lucky. At least it didn't, you know, come off at Conrod and, and maybe um, come off put him in at a very, we... very dangerous position. If come off on Conrod, he would have been very close to the pit entry to go into it. <laughs> yeah, well, he wouldn't have been stopping. <laughs> so it is, it's kind of lucky where it happened. He did complain about it coming down Conrod. He said the brake pedal went long, which is the what the you get. Line. Yeah, so what you get when you have a loose wheel or a wheel bearing fail and... Any car, not not just a race car, but you get what's called pad knockoff, and we they talk about it all the time on on V eight. They've actually stopped talking about it a lot more these years, but it's one of the reasons you change, you know, the discs and uh, on these things. Well, you do wear as well, but they end up warped, and it, it, what it does is it as it you're going at three hundred kilometers an hour, even hundred kilometers now, the the warp in the disc actually pushes the brake pads back as you're going down the straights. Mm-hmm. You also get it around corners when you lean on the on the car a lot. The, the disc does bend over and, and knocks the pads back into the in the and the pistons back in the calipers, and then you get a fair, like this this gap of free air between where the brake pad is and the actual disc itself. That's why when you watch them go down a straight, they give it a quick little, like, tap, on little tap on the brakes, and all they're doing is just pumping. They're not trying to slow down yet, but they're just pumping the pedal to get fluid pressure to push the pistons back out in the calipers. So when they go for that brake pedal, they've got a solid pedal. Yep. When they've got brand new discs in, they don't need to do that. Qualifying mode, don't need to do that. It's not a problem. 
but when you when you've done 30 laps and well when they've done 100 laps or whatever at Bathurst the discs are pretty second hand bit warped the pad knockoff gets pretty big what he complained about is oh when he come down Conrod is whoa the pad knockoff was huge like he had to pump the pedal to get the pedal to come back uh, and it, obviously it was that loose tire allowing because the the tire is actually on a supercar and and quite a lot of cars they have floating hat and so it's it just technical word for basically the disc just slips on and off yeah, yeah when you take the wheel studs off and the caliper off the disc will slip on and off it's so that they can change them in pit stops but with that design when a wheel comes loose the disc starts to move around heaps because the wheel the, also helps secure the disc the, the, to the yeah exactly hub. so that the hub's behind and the wheel sandwiches the disc between the hub and the wheel. Mm-hmm. So he complained. He's all of a sudden gone, whoa, what's happened to my brakes? They've disappeared on us. And it's all because this loose wheel, which obviously cost them the race, really. I yeah, well, it, they were very quick. They were one of the... They were one of the fastest cars. Mm. Yeah, them and Davey Reynolds. I think they did a fan... Like, you know, credit to Dumbrell. He managed to get that car all the way around the whole track on three wheels. Oh, yeah. They had he, to replace the front... Front splitter. Front splitter, disc, yeah. He, he, you know, he must be a mad tricycle rider because he did a pretty good job. Twice <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> Dean Fiore tapped him in the rear up at um, the cutting. Yeah, in the Super 2 race. Yeah, in the Super 2 race. That, that was, was a crazy. very amazing save. It's a flashback to the Super 2 race. But if you've not seen it, it was, I don't think we'll find a video of being no, Super won't. 2. But if you can find a video of it, Definitely watch it because it is a pretty bloody good it save. It was a big save. It was epic. Yep. All right. So, moving a bit forward, looking at the runtime here, we still got Formula One. Um, it's an enduro. It's I it's know an enduro. it's an enduro, this, but people do we are going to hang around for four hours and do we find out what a... happened at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a co co presenters to jump in. We'll cut to Stuart and Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're cramping up over there. No, see? Ooh, might as well jump into that. Cramping up. Oh, Jesus. We're jumping a bit far down here, aren't we? Well, I suppose it's probably not. It was a very, very clean race. We've got to give the all give these drivers... Give where the credit's due, mate. These There's drivers kept thing, them off the walls. Exactly. There was no pushing and shoving. No one really punted anyone. The any... Okay, we had a lot of drivers, like Pramat and McLaughlin, had a lot of trouble pulling up at bloody Conrod. Yeah. They were doing a. There's a fair few drivers going yeah, across the, the grass. number seven car. Um, Heingardner and Jacobson kept doing it. I think my old man made a comment several times, going, "Oh, next year we're just going to pay this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pave just, it. We'll put a concrete car park <laughs> out there, like Monza or, or whatever. Like you know, like it. It. They've got. They're just using the runoff too often. It yeah. must cost them a fortune in grass seats. Yeah, oh, mate, <laughs> it'd be expensive. You'd just be like, oh god, especially like how quickly those cars are going over it. Um. Yeah, so towards the end of the race, we had... Last 20 laps, I think it started to really, really kick in. Well, he got past the lap 31, 35. Yeah, okay, maybe 30 laps then. Mm. Lounsey was definitely closing in. We are watching the live timing. We could see that Lounsey was closing the gap on um, Reynolds. And it was really weird watching the live timing and then going, oh, he is making some ground on Reynolds here. Like, now let's watch the race and see it actually happen. Like, it, uh, it is. It's hard with watching the live timing, isn't it? You kind of see things and you're like, 
sometimes it can be devastating. I remember like, watching Lowndes drop back? off the off the um drop off the basically off the monitor. You know, he was in the lead of a race and I'm going, What's happened? He's like fifth, seventh, tenth, twelfth. Yeah. I'm like, Where's he gone? <laughs> well that's what happened with um Dumbrell when his wheel came off. I was watching the live timing, I'm like, What happened to Dumbrell? He's now in like fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can pick up on problems before they happen, and sometimes that's it's not a good thing. But mm. yeah, it, it gone. Watching the time cut down, and I'm like, the time has dropped from like, I think he had like a two second lead, and then I'm like, it's down to like three tenths. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for Reynolds, he had cramped up. He, yeah, had just, I think it was fatigued as well. Like he just, must be his bugger. He said afterwards, like, okay, obviously he, we all know the story. He cramped up so much that he couldn't really feel. His feet, he couldn't yep. feel the legs. He had no idea if he was pushing on the pedals. Yeah, yeah how, well, how hard he was. How he's hard he like, was. I'm trying to get to 100% throttle, and he's like, I think I'm about 50, and he's like, I'm trying to tell my leg to push harder, and it just won't. And he's like, I don't know if I'm on the brake or the throttle when I'm In going the pit down the stop, gears. He asked for a, a new tear-off because he said that was, the vision was so bad. They tore it off, and the vision was still bad. Yep. And he got after a while like in the car. He didn't think of anything because his mind was all over the shop. But it wasn't until he got back in the pits and had some electrolytes. That's what the plants crave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had had some electrolytes. He had the water. He had sugar. Got his blood level, you know, back to being thinking right. And that's when he sort of worked out. It's like, yeah, no, nah, he was. His mind was not there. Well, he it was. Now th this is flashing back to the very start. But when he was on the grid, they asked him how he was feeling. He said, oh, I feel about 50% or something like that. He, he, he was up phrase, at 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he, the phrase he used was not someone I would... Not a supercar driver. I would, he was extremely honest in his appraisal, basically. Um, and none of them would normally admit it, even if they were at 50%. They'd tell you, oh, it's great. We're cracking. You know, we're going to smash it today. Yeah. But it, it was, you know, it's typical Davy Reynolds. He's a tell very, very... He'll call a spade a spade. Yeah, exactly. If if he drops the ball, he'll call it. And he's like, oh, I just don't, you know, I'm not feeling it. But anyway, they crack on with the race. They're doing a great job. And we've all kind of forgotten about him not feeling the best. And he's had not enough sleep and... Literally the last two or three nights, he's barely slept at all. And then he gets into this race. And it's not till the most crucial time of the race that he's... I honestly think his brain started to fade more than the cramping was a problem. Because they're asking him over the radio, how do you feel? What's the problem? Yeah, do you need to come out? And he's just... He's not... He's incoherent. Like, he's not making yeah. the right they're choices. They're asking him, do, should we, do you want to come out or do you want Luke to come... You know, should we put Luke in? And he's like, oh, you know, you can take me out. Or I can stay. We can put Luke in. Yeah, it's like nah. Do you want to get out? Uh, I don't know. Like, if a racing car driver tells you he doesn't know, pull him out. Pull him out, mate. You can talk to any one of those main game drivers, and if they say, you say, you know, you're hurting. Do you want to get out of the car? They'll all tell you no. Yeah, unless they're coming last, especially if they're winning a race, they're not gonna tell you yes. This is, I think, my problem with the whole situation. And it's been a f quite a few blokes I've actually talked to now about it as well. And even Jess agrees as well. It's The team should have the structure in place that, hang on a second. I was disappointed watching this race when they're asking him, do you want to get out? And he's saying, I don't know. 
there's no team meeting going on. There was no quick, quick, okay, you know, maybe not Betty because she's not well at the moment, but, you know, the main engineers in that go, all right, we need to make a decision because he's not giving us one. Bang. You're out. He's not right. Lap. This is dangerous. Pull him out. Because it wasn't until when he did pick, because then they were like, all right, we're just making this, like, Powerade thing filled with drugs. I'm not, a, I'm not and I'm, once again, I'm not an expert, but he's a sports scientist lady that's there. So she's a physio and yeah, dietitian yeah. and all that. She's like giving him hydrolytes and other um, everything under the sun. Got basically, salts in that drink. And going, are you kidding me? How quickly do you think he's going to metabolize this salt and get it into his system? Like it's not going to be in the next two minutes. No, either when I bloody suffered from dehydration, you, they even the ambos in that they give you like all these little glucose drinks and stuff like that. Takes good twenty minutes to get into your system before you start feeling any what somewhat better. Yeah, and he had honestly, thirty laps to go. Like that's okay. That's what's an hour. I, what blew me away about it, but was okay. You're giving him this on one of the most dangerous tracks that we go to. I don't mean he's going to die, but you know, he could get hurt and he could wreck the car. Someone in the leadership there, and I'm sorry, Betty, because we love you. But someone needed to make a decision, and no one did. Mm. They left it up to him when he was already incoherent. You could tell over the radio. You could see in his eyes he didn't look right. Yeah, you could see it. Yeah, in the ink board, you could see that he was not there. He was just plucking gears and doing reflex, basically driving off reflex, which was great. He did a great job for how fatigued he was. But they let it go too far, and and then it was his fault. it, It wasn't until they... Wasn't until they pitted, and he put it in gear, and he didn't. He couldn't even tell he had his foot. His foot wasn't on the clutch properly. Yeah, and then he got the drive through, and then the race was done. Yeah, so they ended up doing three pit stops at the end of the race instead of one. If they had done that original pit stop, which he come in and drank the electrolytes and whatever else was in his drink, and instead of doing that, pulled him out of the car, yielded in. Probably not going to win against Lowndes. Who got like top five? I reckon they would have been pretty good battling for a podium, but at least a top five. Mm. And I mean, hindsight is, is a wonderful thing. I I understand that, but I th- honestly think safety wise, the team dropped the ball, yeah. and now they've made it his fault. And everyone out there watching this is going to be going, "Davy Reynolds lost him that race." Fair enough, his preparation wasn't quite right, and that's a little bit on him. Well, it's mainly on him. And it's, he's he's come out and said I'm going to make different choices about doing all this yeah, media next commitment year, and whatnot. No, it's not much. He's got to learn to say no to the media. Yeah, and and it's true. Like you even seen it Saturday. He's doing the things with Larko. He's doing the interviews left, right, and center, and whatnot. And, and of course he is because he's he won the last one. You know, he's trying to repeat it, especially with such a strong qualifying session as well. So it it, it was pretty hard to watch him and then they go and stick a camera in his face and poor Murphy is having to credit to Murphy. He didn't bloody jump in straight away and you could tell he's had his finger on his ear, lifted his earpiece. Yeah. And you know, there's a producer in there like get an interview with him right now. Yeah. But he, that was pretty heartbreaking. It was one of the hardest things to watch is poor. It was a good little bro hug. Yeah. Poor, poor Reynolds still not all there but giving an honest appraisal about him having the fastest car and I should have won it for the team and I don't, you know, I've dropped this and it's my fault, no one else's, blah, blah, blah. But it, it honestly, it needed another 20 minutes between him talking to media and, and when he did 
I'm surprised the medical team weren't in there to make sure he's okay. Like he probably should have gone off and sat. He's going to a doctor tra- now. Like he's going going to a doctor. I assume he would have seen one already. He says he's done Ironman. He's done like you know triathlons. He's done, yeah, he's fit. He's as. really fit, and he's never had his body give out on him. Yeah. So just to you know see, but I think yeah, like it's, it's the fatigue, the fact that he didn't sleep fact that this is a grueling race a lot of people think you just sit there and drive a car you're like it's it's a lot more than that it's like doing a hundred kilos like leg presses every time you're applying the brake yeah especially at the end of conrod they're a long time on a hard like breaking hard and it i think it's more the mental fatigue i think his body giving up was was bad but i think if his brain was all there he probably it wouldn't have been such an issue mm but it it become worse and worse and worse because his brain it he's like after I can't remember what he said fifteen laps I wasn't in the car like my brain wasn't focused yeah. on the car and that's not good for that race no not so on that track he was just too tired and it's unfortunately it's cost them the race like they look like they were gonna do what Lowndes and Wind Cup did years ago yeah and they're do gonna the, do back to back back to back yeah well it wasn't to be no. Lowndesy got the pass on. It did. And then I think the whole mountain just erupted. Yeah, it was an unbelievable thing to watch. Um, it was just, you know, everyone standing, dri- him driving around the we whole We thought he got a big, skyline. you know, big reception when he did the top 10 shootout. But, oh, my God. Every, I think it was every lap that Lounsey led going over the top of the mountain, the crowd just went nuts. Yeah, and they just put their head down. I was quite interested in the, the little interviews that they were doing with Stephen Richards in the... In, in the pits and they're going, oh, you're on for the win. And he's like, no, 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 no. Long bloody race and we're not at the end of it yet. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool to see. That, that. was good. Um, Lowndes pretty much in the end was just going to Irish. Give me, the, like, because it had no rear roll bar. Yeah, they snapped So they had to adjust bar. it yep. in the Blade. pits. Um, but then towards the end of the race, they were just, he was just driving to a number. Once Davey dropped off, Lowndes didn't know what happened to Davey. No. Um, they was just like, what's Scotty doing? That's Scotty Pye. Just tell me what he's do- driving to and I'll just match his pace. Yeah. And that's what he said. Did. I think he finished with a seven second lead or something. And he said in the press conference afterwards, he's never, he's like, he goes, I don't think I've ever won a race with that big of a margin on the last lap. He's like, it was one of the first times he could actually enjoy the final lap. And yeah, where he could coast almost. Like, it was amazing. Like, the and towards the end had. of the lap, like, on the last lap, you could smart, start smelling oil in the car. Really? Yeah, and he's like, where's this oil coming from? And I can't remember which car it was, but it was a car up ahead that, no, it was rubber. Uh, you could smell of this rubber, but it was another bloke up ahead that was rubbing tires. And he's like, whoa, he started going, what yeah, is this nervous. from? Like, <laughs> you yeah. know. But, mate, when Lounsey crossed that line, I've just... I wish he went for a whole lap. Like, just like, I know that the stewards are there going, nah, you have to turn uh, in straight in. Like, nah, should should have done a whole lap for the mountain. I know. It, it was one of those things. He almost needed Richo to be waiting at the end of pit lane, jump on the roll bar and just go for a cruise and wave. Are you surprised like, Richo didn't get in trouble for how much he hung over the catch I know. It, it's one of those things, but I've seen it before, especially at Enduros. They love doing it. The team hangover with the the pit ward or something, you know. But Richard was all chip, out. Chip. I know. I've seen him do it before, but hanging completely out on the track. Look, good on him. 
stellar effort. I reckon it's because the race is finished. Yeah, yeah. It's under yellows. As soon as they go across the checkered flag, that's yellows. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, look, I agree with you. It would have been nice to see him go across the top, even if Richo wasn't there, and do a few skids for the crowd that love him up the top. It, it is, it's kind of an anti-climax. I understand why they don't. It's bloody a long, long bloody, It's a bloody <laughs> long cooldown lap. <laughs> you know, you got two minutes at flying, like two minutes ten or something at race pace, or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, it, it's a long cooldown. How lap. was it's the crowd? How lap. was that crowd on the podium? Yes, that you, you have to link that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, I'm going the, to. The, the cheer of Lounsey going out over the crowd was a bloody amazing. And, yeah, real, I don't know, they, they embrace him. Like, I know Lounsey's embraced everywhere, but he's bloody well received there. Absolutely. It's scary. That's, that's win number seven. It is. It is. There's only one person ahead of him on the all-time leaderboard now. Yeah, well, he's... he's tied with he's, Jim, uh, Richards. Jim Richards. Yep, Richards actually come into the... Um, pit and congratulated him mm. as well that night and said you know congratulations and you've well deserved it and it's it's you know long time coming and you know congratulations on doing it so it, it really is now up to um see what him and wing cup can do over the next few years not confirmed who he'll go with. oh yeah but lounsey did leak it last week basically did he well he was doing an interview and he's they said oh um, you know what if you won this year? And he said, "Oh yeah, that, that would be that would be fantastic." And then they, they asked him, "Oh," and he's like, "But I've still got chances to win with Wing Cup next year." Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't say with Wing Cup or Shane. He said Wing Cup, uh, and okay, he's okay. not said it since. Well, like, Roland it Dane, must have been like Roland a, Dane said, "You know, it might not be the last time that Richo drives for um Triple Eight if he does a pretty good job." There you go. Well, but that's you know that was straight after the race, you know. Of course, well, everything's high. And I have heard Richo. Richo's uh, got asked in an interview today when they, him and Lounsey uh, were doing a bit of a tour with the trophy and whatnot, and they they asked him, you know, where are you going to drive next year? Obviously, won this one. You've done a pretty good effort. Where are you going to drive next year? And he said, oh, "Hey, I haven't had a chance to even think about where yeah. I'm going to ask for a drive or who's going to come approach me." He's like, "I've not been approached." by anyone to lock me in or anything. He said, everyone needs to calm down. It's still got one more race. <laughs> it's been two days. You know, let's just pump the brakes a bit here. <laughs> I mean, We're going to soak it in first. That's his second. Like, Richo's actually doing pretty good for a co-driver. Like, he's picked up, this his fourth Bathurst win? Five, I think, now? Four or five, yeah. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. He's done now two with Lowndes in five years. Yeah, and then he won with um, Frosty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a bloody. He's doing really well, mm. really, really well, and he's it's good. Like you know, it, the the one mistake was well televised that he did this year. You know, he went in too deep into the pits, but he does a good job. Brings the car back normally straight and whatnot. He's made a few mistakes over the years, but overall, I'd say he's mm. one of the better ones. All right, Formula One, Formula One, mate. Another wet. Uh, Japan qualifying session. No, I didn't see any of this because, well, it was, we, on, it was on the same time as bloody top ten shootout. Right. Yeah, I know they love doing it. They love doing it. It's good timing, Japan every year. Anyway, it was they, like you're like qualifying. I was like, ah, we've missed it. Yeah, <laughs> look, and we 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 gave it. I've given it a rewatch, and Ricardo's engine blew up, and yeah. then he destroyed his voice box. Yeah, it's it's not good. I I think there's a lot of f- frustration, obviously, with 
watching what happened in in the qualifying. But I don't think it's just with the the engine. So yeah, they were back running. Nah, the that C- one was a Red Bull issue. Yeah, so they're back running the C spec engine as well. So it was a Red Bull issue. They've mm-hmm. come out and uh, confirmed. I think it. It, yeah, it wasn't a Renault. It wasn't the re- Renault wasn't the reason why. Because he said its engine sounded terminal, and that's why he turned it off. Uh, I don't know. This, this I could be wrong, but I was reading something on Reddit where they someone was doing a a whole graph of Ricardo's engine failures and everything yeah. like that. And at the moment, I think it's five to Renault, four to Red Bull, but they updated it and it was a five to five. So I, I yeah, believe okay. it was a maybe a Red Bull issue. Yeah. But this is just one bloke on Reddit, so, you know. Okay, well, the, the interview I watched with him, he said it, the engine sounded terminal and made some bad noises. Doesn't mean it's not something that Red Bull have done or, or whatnot. Red Bull keep running these C-spec engines, which no one else is running. Uh, and, you know, they're not the reliable like there's a reason no one else is running him anyway that's cost him again they've had another failure which has stopped him qualifying so it's i think seven in a row or no it might be up to 11 in a row Max destroyed, is yeah yep it's um, destroyed his qualifying opportunities and he had to start from the back yep another race 16 yeah because he had grip penalties obviously yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he he um Actually, did he end up getting penalties? I think they might have put the B-spec engine in that he had already run, um, and he he just qualified where he did in Q1. I, I think that's what happened. But we had a pretty crazy little qualifying session because we had um, dry, wet, a little bit wet, not so wet, dry, dry, wet, wet. Like, it was yeah, all yeah. over the place. So. We we had Ferrari skipping Ferrari the Q three. How to drive like run a race team? I think. Yeah, skipping the Q three. This is sort of what killed. Um, obviously, the the championship rival. I don't know if there's much on the line anymore. There's but nothing. so Sebastian Vettel went out in Q three. The end of Q two was wet. The, you couldn't go any faster in slicks. By the time he got out there to go out in Q three, they put intermediates on that but they made the call early they've been sitting on the car for a while obviously trying to get the residual heat out of the, the car on in the tires and whatnot as well but he goes out into q3 and goes uh it's not wet enough for these and everyone else in pit lane had made the right decision to go on to slick straight away he sets his first well he doesn't set a lap he goes straight back in the pits gets slicks by the time he comes back out it's drizzling with rain again. They've all finished their lap on all slicks. All got their bankers in, yep. And no one goes any faster. So he ended up qualifying P9. Ferrari have lost this championship themselves. They weren't outraced by Mercedes. No. Uh, look, there's there's definitely what's been happening with this new sensor that's been put on Ferrari for the last three meetings, which has not helped. No. Uh, so we've, we've definitely got a bit of a problem. Yeah, they, they're... As Hamilton called back in the, in the oh, I can't remember what Grand Prix it was, but oh, this sudden engine power lift from Ferrari is it's questionable and tricks. FIA had been looking into it; they can't fault them for any of it. But now they've had another sensor to the car three meetings ago. Ferrari all of a sudden ha- aren't the fastest in the, uh, the 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 speed traps anymore. Mercedes is back being dominant engine wise. So there's, yeah, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. Which has kind of killed the championship completely. It has. It got boring. Yeah, it's killed it completely. You can pretty much just put 
Hamilton down to win every race from now on. Oh, are we doing picks already? Yeah, I'm picking Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you, right, now right. you can kind of maybe pick Bottas. They, uh, I was actually thinking that. I was like, you know what? All, Vettel, all Hamilton needs to do is outscore Vettel by eight points this round to win the championship. Yeah. So, I look, they're going to, I reckon they will give Bottas a win this year. But I think it's they're pretty much just going to let Hamilton do whatever the hell he wants. It's Mercedes. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Talking about points, do you want to just go over that whiteboard and give me another one? No, nah, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang on, guys. I'll be back. I'm just going to put my point up on the board. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Michael's definitely clawed a few back in the last, oh, what, five meetings? Didn't, you know, the I was at the start of the weekend, I was going, well, we haven't done Super 2. Wouldn't have changed anything because I don't think either of us were choosing Ferrari. Um, uh, I, was, I was choosing Jones. Were you? Were you going to choose Jones? I was going to choose Jones. So, yeah, I was going to go Pitha or, or um, Dumbrell. So, it wouldn't have changed anything anyway. Now, Michael has clawed back a few. He is only two points and two behind. points behind. Only two points behind. I mean, granted, Toto gave me one. And, yes, last week's this Formula 1 was a gimme. Yeah, they're pretty much... I don't know if we should even pick... Hamilton. It'll be like a flip the coin now. <laughs> flip the coin. Who's going to pick Hamilton? Well, who gets to pick Hamilton and the other guy just might as well not choose anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is it? How about we just put that point up on the board already? Yeah, well. You never maybe know. Maybe you might, can might have, have a DNF. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But it's unlikely. <laughs> well, do we want to quickly recap off the race? Um, yeah, well, dig in, dig we're, in. We're well, digging. we obviously gave in. Gave out that uh, Lewis won this race. Lewis won this race. <laughs> um, I was not impressed by Magnussen. No, that move again. Magnussen, very aggressive defending. Very Did you hear aggressive. what Charles Leclerc said? Magnussen is and always will be. What is it? I I'm dumb or something like that. I yeah, can't remember stupid exactly. Driver. Stupid, yeah. yeah. He just, just pulled right out like... Leclerc had a really good run on him. The, the like the move was like if he had done it a little bit earlier, fair enough, he would have been blocked him pretty well. But he did it so late that he just moved directly in front of where he was about to move. Yeah. So he anticipated the way he was going to go, move that way. The speed overlap was too big, and then obviously Charles Leclerc. Stop. Yeah, Leclerc's lost all his aero because he's right underneath the wing, literally right underneath the wing, and just got Smashed sucked straight in the, in the back, back of him. Ruin Magnussen's race. Yeah, ruin Leclerc's race and Magnussen's. So well, Leclerc absolutely. managed to get back out and then he had problems further on down the race. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was just a stupid move. Absolutely. By, by Magnussen. Yeah. Uh, Dangerous. He's, he does, he's got a habit of this, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Too late. Too late, mate. Too late. Um, Bautu Bottas ended up coming home in second. Another great job. The two Red Bulls. Now, Daniel Ricciardo did an amazing He got driver of the job. day. To go from 16th on a track that's hard to pass to fourth. Absolutely stunning effort by them. He Red did a really good job in the pit stops too. Jumped Kimmy. Yep. Red Bull did a good job of strategy with him. Max come home on the podium again. The Red Bull child. Now, how is Max's driving this weekend? Because he had some well, questionable things. So, we better pretty much cap off what happened. It's pretty much the end of the race. Yeah. Oh, no. There was some good midfield pack, but... Yeah, so the Max, 
look, he missed a corner coming back onto the straight. I can't remember the. It's not Dana. Was it Spoon? No, no it's Spoon. It's one. through the first set of Chicane. Anyway, he missed it. He he shot off the corner and then drove straight onto the next bit without slowing down at all and run Kimi Raikkonen straight off the track. There was no room left. He just he, went boom, boom, gone. Yeah. Raikkonen had to make the decision of making having a big crash or going across the grass, and he did. The he issue I have with Max is his then radio comments going... What was he doing around there? Like, yeah. he could have just waited and then got past me. I'm like, Max, you just... Because he got... Because the like, team came over and says, Max, you've been given a five-second penalty. Yeah, why? For why? dangerous re-entry. And yeah. you're like, he's like, why? What happened? Mm. It's like, you got to take a little bit of ownership. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Then the thing is, then what happened with him and Vettel? I've not seen that part. <laughs> They came together and they span. Now, that one was classed as a racing incident. So there was no penalty handed out at that one. And Charlie Whiting put out a thing going, giving the reasons for his, um, the reasons why they didn't penalize either driver or one of the drivers. And he pretty much says the only time they hand out penalties is when one driver is wholly at, at fault. At yeah. fault. Yeah. Between that incident, between Max and Vettel, there was two drivers. You could not put, blame completely down to one driver but that ruined Vettel's race because he went back to like pretty much last yeah another bad one for them uh, like like we've been capping off earlier but th- this championship's pretty much over like mm-hmm. Vettel now just has to try and battle for wins but if I was Ferrari I'd be 100% focused on next year packing up 2018 and yeah. let's just go there's been all sorts of rumours coming around oh is Vettel going to retire this year I don't think so and also with Hamilton, will he win this championship and walk away? I don't think so either. Nah, but Hamilton's not that type of guy. You don't reckon? Number don't five? Reckon nah, he'll, he'll go for six or seven. He won't. He, if he'll he can walk away when they end the hybrid era and there's not Probably a guarantee not. that they're going to be as dominant. Yeah. As soon as they're not dominant, he won't, he won't have a bar of it, I reckon, either. He'll be like, I'm out. If they start to slip. Oh, is that that? That's about it. That's about it. Form one. All right. Now we well, uh, we've capped the big. We race have capped the big race off. This was a, a thousand kilometer race, and we talked a thousand kilometers. Okay, here you go. Per tech poll on the Speed Cafe website. What is Craig Lowndes' best Bathurst one thousand win? Nineteen ninety six, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand ten, two thousand fifteen, or two thousand and eighteen. Ooh, I reckon... What's the year Brocky died? 2006. Yeah. That one. I reckon six. That was my favourite for just the emotion and... Oh, look at that. Yeah. 60% of 60% voters of people think 2006 it. was the best. 2018 is Coming rated second. second. Yeah, 20%. I, I, and I agree with that. I think that's probably the order it should go in because the 2006... It was just an emotional year. It was good he for was him to hold it together. He was crying on the starting grid. Yeah, and it was good to him, for him to hold it together and get the job done. He deserved it. The team did everything right for them to win, and it was great. Yeah, it was it was good. All right. We are heading to the US Grand Prix next, and I am heading to the Gold Coast 600 next. I know. It's going to be a very exciting weekend, isn't it? I don't reckon you're going to get to watch the US Grand Prix, are you? What day do you fly back? I fly back Wednesday. Oh, fuck. How are we going to record? We'll work that out. Maybe 
can uh it's probably hard to take all this down to to Mitch's. I don't know. We'll tee it up. That's we'll not your work problem. it out. That's not your problem. That's my problem and JD's problem. <laughs> well, we'll we will work it out. Um, but yeah, very very exciting. Michael's going to be down the Gold Coast, so if you're on the Gold Coast or going to be at the round, definitely hit us up over Facebook take or our email. Take a couple stubby down. Yeah, he can take a few stubby few left. And um, definitely come see him and tee up something to say hello. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Mitch, Mitch our other down co-presenter there. is down there. He we'll definitely do the Facebook Coast. lives from the Gold Coast. That's exciting as well. Um, and obviously we've got the US Grand Prix coming as well. Okay, so you're going to go Hamilton for the US Grand Prix. Do we? Uh, I'm honestly of the opinion. Do we keep choosing in Formula One? Do you yeah, want to? Yeah, yeah. Go on, you can pick. Look, I'm yeah. going Bottas. Are you? Yep. I'm going Hamilton then. Yeah. All right. Because we'll just... I think if. If Ferrari have a shocker, they'll let... Nah, you're going to get a point, aren't you? I don't think Hamilton wants to let it go. That's the problem. I don't think he'll stand out of the way to let Bottas win. Bottas will still have to earn the win, I think. If Bottas is leading the race, they're not going to make him move out of the way. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yep, 100%. If he does a better qualifying, gets a better start... I think Hamilton's good win. at the US yeah. Grand Prix. All right. Now the Vodafone Gold Coast 600. Well, that's a bit hard. That's a bit harder, isn't that it? That is a bit harder. Ooh. You need a car going on curbs. I'm letting you go first. I know, because I'm going to, I'm not going to choose Wink Up because he's your boy. I don't even know who I'm going for here. Uh, I'm going to go Shane. I think he's had a bit of a lukewarm. He's good at the Gold Coast too. Yeah, and he, he it's an aggressive track and he's an aggressive driver. I, I feel like he could come away with at least one win, like one of the days. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, Triple A is showing strong. If they don't have any DNF, like, oh, sorry, not DNF, but failures or whatever, trip over themselves, I think they're in for They have the soft tyre there? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think they are. Mm, do I go Scotty? Well, they're about due. A they're due for a change, win, aren't they? Like <laughs> even this round, they they, they so uh, we didn't even cap this off. You know, it was Scotty McLaughlin's first podium. It was at Bathurst. Yeah, after like f- seven attempts. Yeah, one of the main races of the year that you'd think that they would be, you know, what well, he would be gunning for, and only, he's just had bad luck. Only three cars get a podium, mate. I know, I know, but he's been a p- form setter for a. a number of years and he's one, had quite a few race wins and poles so it, it was uh, it was good to see him up on the podium but anyway going back I'm going to go one. Jamie Winker yeah yeah okay yeah so we're both leaning towards Triple Eight Triple Eight okay yep I think Lowndes is going to win the Pertec Endurance Cup how good is that that's final pretty good year. final year Lowndes is going out in style mate going he's out had two style. race wins this year that's pretty good effort yeah going out with stock high mate you don't want to go out. Like, oh, you don't want exactly. to retire and be like, oh, mate. Like, Lee Holsworth's pretty much out of a drive. He is. He is. Frosty's probably going to go to Team 18. Yeah, it'll be interesting who they get in there. I wonder who they're going to get. Will they choose another young driver? What? Tickford? Yeah. Do you reckon Randall's ready to make the move up? You're not wrong. That's probably who they'll pick. I don't think he deserves the move up yet, Bob. No. Nah. Need like uh. All right, you're mm. Tim Edwards. Who would you pick? Who would I pick? Yeah, 
You can take anyone out of Super 2s or any driver that you reckon would move. Move. You got a fair few that I'd say are on one-year deals that aren't contracted yet for next year. Um, It'd be interesting to see what's happening with LeBrock. Probably going to be around for a long time, I reckon. Uh, You've also got, obviously, um, De Pasquale. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he. I think Erebus won't let him go. I don't think they will, but I don't think they're in the position financially to to just buy him. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think there there are a couple of drivers that are young drivers that I would probably put in the car. Um. It will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. I don't know if you. I I can't think of a Super Two driver that I would just put up already. You know what I mean? Like, you got Pitha, yeah. maybe? Pitha? He's driving pretty well. Yeah, but he's linked to GRM. I mean, I've obviously, if if Tickford come to Pitha and said, hey, mate, well, he's here's, already a, driven here's a 12-month deal. They've already He's already driven for him. He already knows the team well and whatnot, so it, it could be a chance. Because mm. uh, I just don't think Randall's ready to go up. And to I be honest, I think the guys from Super 2 that are going to go up this year... It's probably Macaulay Jones, and that's probably it. You're not wrong. I I think Macaulay and maybe Kirk Kostecki, if they end up paying for a license or well, technology. Roland Danes pretty much come out and said no one's going to buy his license. Yeah, I think. Uh, and team, you got until Friday to announce if you get um to tell Supercars if you're going to race for next year. Yeah, that's just if you got the license, but so I think the Kurt Kostecki deal will be Techno. That's the rumours out there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether they buy Techno, which could give LeBrock the push to go to Tickford or somewhere else. Like, it, it could all shuffle. We don't know what's happening with Percat or, or Slade either. So it'll be interesting to see what goes I on I think there. keep those two move Blanchard. I mean, Blanchard bought his own licence. They own the rec licence. I think Blanchard, it's time to move aside. Uh, but it will. I don't know who would take his seat either. Macaulay obviously is going to be pushing for a BJR seat, so I would say maybe Blanchard could be gone. Mm. Still didn't answer my question of who would you put in for Tickford. Well, I did. I gave oh, you two no, drivers. you gave me two drivers. Yep, fair enough. All right. Well, okay. Also, guys, obviously, um, I'm not going to put in Macaulay. <laughs> Macaulay wouldn't go. He wouldn't go there. <laughs> oh no, maybe his old man's like, "Hey, mate, you, you fucking do it. I don't <laughs> he, have to pay he, for your drive." I've given you a good smartphone with a great camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take photos of their stuff, and we won't. On Thursday make it. night, when you come around for family dinner, let's <laughs> <laughs> tell us everything. Yeah, yeah, you, you take photos of all their stuff, and we won't build it like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, um, all right, that's the show done and dusted. Yep. Guys, thank you very much for joining us for the Bathurst 1000 Special Edition with yeah, the little bit of Formula 1 touched on the end of it. <laughs> but that's really what it is. You watch the Bathurst 1000, you chuck the Formula 1 on, the, yeah. the Formula 1 finishes. Warren Luff, actually, because they finished second, right? In the, that was We didn't even touch on them. They did a fantastic drive from 16th to second. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In the dying Still. stages of the race, he couldn't watch it. He went into the trailer and watched Formula 1. <laughs> well... So we he, said, he said that in the press conference. He's like, "No, nah, I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it again." I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I just need to go 
chill out. I just need to go watch the Formula One for a bit. So he watched Take the your mind off of it. Formula yeah, good, good on him. That's a good idea, isn't it? Mm. I, I think I'd be the same. I, if I was going to get a podium at, at Bathurst, I would be too excited. Especially and if you're the dri- if you're a co-driver, or even doesn't he mean the co-driver? Like, say you're the, you're the driver, but in you're the not pits. in the car. Yeah, um, You've got no control. You, you can't do anything. Like, if there's something going on, unless like it's you know Erebus incident You'll, again, yeah, 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 they'll pull you out. Yeah, but yeah, at that point you're like you're just oh well. Hope this guy does a good job because I can't do anything. You're not an engineer. You're not going to be helping out in the pit wall. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think it was a good effort. That was a, a good idea. Sorry. Mm. Anyway, that is us done and dusted. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in, feel free to write in. We're breaking late at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can go to our website, breakinglate.com. We'll be back, not next week, the week after for the bath. Bathurst for the <laughs> Gold, Gold Coast. Coast 600 and the US Grand Prix. Oh. All right. Catch you guys later. Catch you guys. Bye. Bye.